0: Coming up on the Boxing After Show, Vargas versus Salito, Lopez versus Ramirez, and a look back at Muhammad Ali. You're tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Classic Deftones.
1: <laughs> Your favorite.
0: Andrea's, Andrea's favorite. <laughs> she picked it. <gasps> Not me, it's Deftones, it's all her. What's up, everyone? I feel like it's been way too long.
1: Yes, it has. We
0: have been reunited. I
1: know. I'm back. She's back. (laughs) Andrea's back. I am
0: back. Of course, this is the AfterBuzz TV Boxing After Show. I am Jared Gilkerson. That's at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter for all your lovely boxing news. I was a tweeting madman last night. Yeah. And Andrea, where can everyone find you?
1: You guys can find me at Andy Fassano. I'm talking all things boxing. And then also um, I have a Mets After Show, a wrap-up show. That we'll be doing actually right after this show, so you guys can tune into that, and like I said, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Andy Paceno.
0: Is that with the Christian Blatt? It
1: is with the Christian Blatt. He's awesome, right?
0: Yes, you know, Christian and myself on The Tomorrow Show, Mm -hmm. behind the scenes, uh, that's another show. (laughs) We're all
1: interconnected. Yeah, we are.
0: (laughs) We're all one big family here. We are. If you're unfamiliar also, The Tomorrow Show uh, is a late night talk show with Kevin Undergaro, who. Runs this joint. That's mm-hmm. uh, Mondays and Thursdays. Fearless leader. Yeah, he is our fearless leader. Yeah, not much fear there. No. <laughs> uh, that's at the Tomorrow So if you like wacky, um, insightful craziness, that's what I like to call the show. Insightful craziness. Okay. Tune into the it's Tomorrow a good description. Show. Yeah, with occasional celebrities that walk in the door. Cool. Yeah, it's 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 fun. So, but that's another show for another time. Today together. We are talking about so much boxing today. I know. It's we just got done watching um, Salido versus Vargas at the StubHub Center last night in Carson, California. Uh, I had the opportunity to represent AfterBuzz there last night, and if you, the viewing public, have not been to Carson StubHub Center for a fight. It's one of the best places for a fight. 8,000 people. Crazy. Craziness. You were just asking me what the atmosphere yeah, was like. Yeah, I
1: was dying to know because, you know, I haven't been to any of those places out here. And you said it was open, right? And yeah, open. it's all
0: open. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. I can't even imagine what that's like for boxing, you know? Yeah. Like I said, I've been to the uh, Home Depot Center next door.
0: Yeah, And
1: I've been there and that's super cool, but like. Wow. So tell us, what was it like?
0: Well, it's cool, you know. I got <laughs> I was on press row last night. No blood on me though. A lot Thank of times has been and, there, and if you were first row, you know, with the press, you might if you have a white shirt, it might be kind of pink right oh. now. I know. it's as gross as <laughs> to say. After that fight. That happens though. I mean, we've mm-hmm. seen I've seen press guys before where they just have speckles. That's so gross. I know. But this fight would have had. And they're plenty. probably
1: not even paying attention because they're just like watching and like just you know like the judges. To are that just, yeah. <laughs>
0: like they, I would I would guess like whoever the promotion is like has to give the judges like a tuxedo or a, ah! a suit or a business suit for the for the female um, judges like every every time. Like I, I'm not paying for dry cleaning for blood. I know. Imagine what the dry cleaners would think. No,
1: right? Right? Where every were time. you last yeah. night? Really, this <laughs> is a consistent
0: basis of blood on your on your outfits. <laughs> but it was great they They pack that place and they do it right. so when when you have a, a card in uh, uh, at a boxing venue, it, they usually have fights anywhere from like two pm. Yeah, and then that those fights didn't end last night until nine thirty or so. And then people hang around. So you're talking over seven hours of if you want to go for just the being the whole in that time. venue. Yeah, it's insane. So for the first half of the day or more, it's it's in the daylight. It's a really cool vibe. Yeah, uh, the best time is during right when the sun just starts to go down. And then you have a few fights twilight. during that time. Yeah, the twilight. The I can
1: imagine hour. that. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it brings also an ambiance to the entire event, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's It so really cool. does.
0: And a lot of times with the with indoor venues, you'll hear that, you know, oh, it's louder because it's indoors and sound can't escape. Well, this place is so tiny, it's 8,000 people. Mm-hmm. The, it, it got loud. Really? I mean, it got loud. Uh, this fight's going to be a fight of the year candidate. Uh, and if you watched last night, like we did today, mm-hmm. um, it's up there. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely I mean, the best fight. you heard
1: the announcers, like, screaming into their microphones. So, yeah, I mean, it sounded plenty loud to me. <laughs> yeah,
0: classic Jim Lambley. Okay. Bang, bang, <laughs> bang. Like, that's just. <laughs> he
1: cracks me he's up. He's an
0: emotional roller coaster. but we, That's why we love Jim Lam- I love Jim Lampley as an announcer. I, I, a lot of boxing fans love him. Mm-hmm. And he, ever since I was a kid, he's been the same guy at HBO doing fights. And you don't get that in a lot of sports. We've talked about that before.
1: hmm He's very passionate.
0: He's so passionate and boxing's like this small fraternity. You feel like it's something special happening. Yeah. Um
1: it's definitely an intimate sport. So yeah. it's very and and we were saying respectively it's smaller, it's more intimate, it's it's just, you know, numbers wise, but still it's so I think that's what heightens the passion, the excitement, all that goes into it. So
0: Yeah. It's insane that they showed uh, Vasyl Lomachenko who is gonna fight one of these guys mm-hmm. soon. He's in the crowd. You know, he's got shades on, and there's fans posing with him, and he's watching the fights. But you don't get that in any other sport. It's not like when Tom Brady and Peyton Manning were both playing. Like it wasn't like Tom Brady had a game and Peyton Manning was in the crowd. <laughs> like I'm gonna get you next time. <laughs> right. It's like this drama. It doesn't exist anywhere. You don't mm-hmm. see LeBron James like watching uh, Kevin Durant. be like okay, like in the what? with shades because they all have gains at the same time. But- yes. This boxing is so special. You can you can build up this drama over over months or years in some cases. And it's and then that doesn't even match the drama that's in the ring, especially from last night. Mm-hmm. So let's dive into this fight. Yeah, I, let's we've got to talk, gotta about, talk about
1: this fight. No, I think that's a huge – because I come from a very big team sports world. Yep. So I just think that's a really good point before we get it, dive oh, yeah, into yeah, this. yeah. no, that's – That absolutely – and that's why when we talk about Muhammad Ali a little later, um, that's something I definitely want to bring up about him and his stature in that world because of it being a solo sport. So more to talk about that in a yeah. little bit.
0: Oh, I love it. Love the teasers. Yes. <laughs> uh, this, we could jump into this fight. I have like notes upon notes from – Because I watched the fight live, and then we watched it together uh, with the broadcast.
1: I want to know, did you uh, score it the same way? Yeah.
0: (laughs) You did. (laughs) Round by round, the same way. I mean,
1: you know it. You were there.
0: I know. I had a feeling about halfway through, I go, ah, God, I think I'm going to score this the same way. Because you think you're going to see different angles. And there were a few rounds that were maybe a little closer than I thought, but... um, we can get to it right now,
1: but that's okay. I think that's good. But I just think you guys like I want to clap it up for you for even taking the time I'm to integrity. do it twice. That's awesome. I
0: would admit to <laughs> total commitment. I would admit to if I was like, ah, oh, I just missed those. Right, I right. missed those shots last night. I didn't see it, and we have to always remember the judges are seeing kind of what we saw ringside. Right. So when they're seeing these, there's slow mo replays, there's not even a, a Titantron there. There's no replays. It's a small venue, so. The judges aren't supposed to look at that anyway, mm-hmm. so they can't hear anything. And so I, I understand. And were, some people were upset at the cards, but so we'll 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 step into this fight. Okay, it's uh, they were they're, actually they're super featherweights or like the, some people call junior lightweights. I like calling the supers; it just sounds better. Um, 130 pounders: Francisco Vargas, Orlando Salido. So Francisco Vargas was in the fight of the year last year against Takashi Mura, mm-hmm. who we saw highlights from before the fight,
1: which says. Tons about who he is as a fighter. Yeah. Right. To be in now what may be the second fight of the year. That's incredible.
0: Yeah. So yeah. he's, he's, uh, his selling point and, and he's still undefeated. So, uh, Max Kellerman made a point saying these types of fighters at the end of the fight saying that these ty- these kind of guys will, they sell because they are promised action fighters. Mm-hmm. They're not going to sell if they face someone else who's just an average fighter and they're going to beat them up. And it's kind of, uh, kind of sad because, you want to see these guys take a break after a fight like that last yeah. night. But um
1: But you don't really.
0: You don't. <laughs> you don't really. Care. It's not like Floyd Mayweather where he's an amazing tactician and people want to see him lose, but he's an amazing fighter and yeah. he's going to make people look bad. These guys are just it's it's like Gotti Ward and, and 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 it's just it's just a, a war. At sometimes in the middle of the fight you go, "Oh my god, like these guys aren't going to be the same after this." Yeah. After this. And it's and it's, it's it's a double-edged sword because mm-hmm. once they're making money doing it, but it could be over quickly because guys like that could fizzle out.
1: And I'm glad you said that because it reminded me, one of the announcers said during the fight that – it's one of those fights specifically the one last night that you look at and you sometimes even me, I was thinking about million dollar baby as I'm watching it. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> I wonder cause I'm tough and I, you know, I like to take out that aggression. No, but also like I'm very, I like to learn a sport and, if you're in it, like you want to be the best at it, obviously. And so I think about that and I'm like, oh, I really like like kickboxing and stuff. Whenever I've done that or whenever I've done a boxing video, I still have to show you the boxing video I did back in the day with, um, the guy who actually taught, he coached Ali and, um, what's her name from million dollar baby side note total oh, side was note it have Dundee? I mentioned that to you before let's
0: talk about from gleason's
1: this. gym no, in brooklyn i think maybe okay. briefly i don't know how i didn't bring this up to you we before we should
0: put the video on the, yeah, on the like youtube next yeah. time yes, right for sure. so
1: um i think about that and one of the guys said in the middle of this fight you do think about that and you try to imagine being one of these guys and like oh sometimes i want to do that and then you see the, a fight like this and you're like no i don't i don't want that and a lot of fighters don't ever want to have a fight like this cuz it's so much it's, it's a just-
0: sh- it's a shame because the sport someone like floyd mayweather who's brilliant mm-hmm. marketing brilliant fighter but someone like solito or vargas in my opinion i would rather watch casually yeah but they'll never make as much money because they're just i mean mayweather's on a different platform but um yeah it's just it's just a shame but uh I'm hoping maybe they can just make like a super pay per view and just saying like just call it like action pay per view and you just know that all these guys have you know ten losses, thirteen losses, eight draws, and you just put them on a a big pay per view card. That would sell. I would sell. So let's talk HBO. We'll
1: talk about the ideas.
0: But uh, let's roll some highlights from last night and we'll uh, do the best we can to talk about what's happening. So as you can see. Um, live at the StubHub Center, in Carson, <laughs> California. I love it. Love the T-shirt. Su- such a such a fun venue and a little sh- very short ring walk. Good. So, what did you think? We're looking at like opening rounds here, Andrea. Uh, round one was actually the slowest round. But, yes. And, and we're probably looking. I mean, as, right off the bat, it was. This is how every round started. Uh, right back in the phone booth, like mm-hmm, the announcers were mm-hmm. saying. But what were your impressions in the first? You know three or four rounds of the fight.
1: Well, it's the first round specifically, you know, we were watching it and it's it was a slow roll, but it escalated quickly yes. into what, you know, they described Oof. as just, this is the fight. Like, these guys are going at it. They are wasting no time. And they did this throughout the 12 rounds.
0: Yeah, it was... And then right off the bat, you can see if you're if you're watching with us on YouTube, uh, you can see Vargas got cut very early, yeah. and he had similar cuts against Takashi Miura last year, so that was
1: worrisome at the beginning. Uh, they uh, didn't breathe is the whole point. They didn't breathe at all, and there wasn't a lot of like footwork around, or like <laughs> they said, um, not a lot of defense
0: and no jabs. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, kind of a jab right there, but uh, I had it. Similarly, I know that you and I we can we can discuss our scorecards as we watch this. Yeah, I had scored the fight one fifteen so to one thirteen. So I'm Salido. glad you
1: got to go to this. I'm sorry. It's I'm insane. Like, I, I'm really yeah. happy for you. Yeah, there's this was a good fight.
0: Yeah, there, there was ebbs and flows of this fight, and and the way I kind of section this fight off as you watch more highlights of just yeah, you you uh, you can't tell half the time who is winning these rounds, but Salito owned the body. Mm-hmm. As we found out later on, that he landed 148 punches yeah, it goes. to Francisco Vargas's body. Mm-hmm. But then Salido got tagged on the head 309 times, and there's one of them right there. That's
1: insane. A draw. And oh. as we hear
0: from the great Michael Buffer, it was a draw. So the final judges' scorecards was 115-113 for Vargas and two judges, 114-114. So it's a majority draw. Mm-hmm. I had it 115-113 for Salido and Andrea what did you have
1: after watching this today i had 115 113 vargas that
0: uh, see that's a, and we and we were sitting next I to each other i loved his
1: face as soon as i told jared he was like so giddy that we split that one and one it's it just
0: it, i've read a few articles today mm-hmm. and some people are ang- are saying it Salido got robbed. and I'm like,
1: no. Really? We've seen robberies. Oh, yeah. We've seen bad decisions. Mm -hmm. This was not a bad decision. No, I think the actual decision was the right one. I don't know if that's, you know, if that's what... Obviously, people don't like that, but I think it is. I think... Wouldn't you want to see them fight again?
0: Oh, hell yeah. Right? I, I want to see every June at StubHub Center, I want to see that fight. That, that, so do it next year. Do <laughs> it the year after that. We'll all come out there.
1: I mean, that was crazy. And there were, you know, we were talking throughout the fight. There were, some, there were at least two rounds. I literally looked at him and I was like, I don't, I don't know who just won that. I determined it based on what I think, you know, you should... Score a round on, but um, yeah, that's what I came out with, and I was I was pretty proud of myself for that for that being, <laughs> with the, I don't know for
0: for just starting to you know early on like you haven't scored a lot of scoring fights, right
1: like I've right that I've was a hell of a scoring job
0: that was a hell of a I mean Thank that's, you. that's a tough fight to score and. So that's a hell of, I mean, you matched one of the judges' cards. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to more people on press row, and a few people to, around me were saying 115. They agree mm-hmm. with me with Salido. As we saw Harold Letterman for HBO, thought it was 114, 114 yep. draw. And then we saw one of the judges with your score. I didn't that's, see anything so more than that, though. No. So I haven't heard anyone say more than you know, either six rounds to six or seven rounds to five either way. Yep. So nothing was eight rounds to four. So you cannot call that a robbery.
1: No, not at all. And, you know, one of the highlights or something that I really saw happening in this fight was Vargas really landing. And this is, I don't know, people might call me out on this because I really saw a lot of combinations. Sometimes you just see, like you said, in the phone booth, they're just like, going at it, like the punches are just being flown. But I really saw him trying to work those combinations and being that tight and close to another person's body, it's hard to do that. And th- you, like we mentioned, not a lot of jabs being thrown, but you know, he really tried to get like a jab jab and then a cross and an uppercut. Like he tried to really put them together and Salido did a good job of that too. But I just thought Vargas, um, visually, you could see him doing it a lot better. And so I don't know, I thought, I- I'm not saying he won. I mean, he, well, you according to me, He did. But a very, very close fight and really exciting.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, this is a, they say early fight of the year candidate, but we're halfway through the year. So this is a definite fight of the year. And in my opinion, and I believe your opinion so Mm -hmm. far that we've seen. And
1: this is boxing. Like, this is, like, they called it Mexican boxing. This is a form of boxing. Right. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. You know, you know, I like when it's like the hard punches and like that heavyweight, you know, fight. But these guys, that's it is a foreman, but that's what's so special about it, that there are different ways that you could go about this, but at least it's not, oh, one guy's killing the other guy and it's just a shit show. Like, this was awesome. This
0: is the kind of boxing that will bring in casual fans.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: that's There were passionate fans there last night. I'm sure there were plenty of casual fans as well. But this is the kind of boxing that brings in casual people and diehards like myself... <laughs> and hopefully you very soon. It's coming. I can see the gleam in your eye that it's happening, that you you appreciate Mayweather. Uh, Pacquiao was an action fighter like this for a long time, um, but better defensively. You appreciate different forms of mm-hmm. the sport. Yeah. And, but this is definitely the one across the board where most people will appreciate. And uh, so hopefully we keep seeing... Uh, these these two guys, plenty more. I mean, I know Salito's near the end. He's getting up there. He's about thirty five years old. But uh, you touched on what you saw during the fight, and what I saw was I thought Salito's punches they seemed to be to be more effective.
1: Yeah, I thought when they, they packed a little bit
0: more of a a little bit more of a punch, and I saw him backing up. He was sitting on the ropes a lot, which can be deceptive. Because when you see someone sit on the ropes, literally, I saw him sitting yeah, on the ropes. Did. I know. In his corner a lot, so it made me it made me wonder if his corner wanted him to be in his corner and getting instructions from people. He was in his corner a lot, sitting. Right, but you, but that was deceptive because he was actually pretty comfortable on the ropes. He was. So I thought,
1: right? It's not like he was getting brutalized. It's like no, by
0: not at all. He would take and a shot. Cornered. Yeah, half my notes are. You know, how long can they keep this up? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's just a Vargas was light on his feet, controlled round. Next round was, uh, as soon as you think one guy tires, he comes back. Yeah. Uh, one of my notes was, round five, it smells. I think both fighters will fail a drug test. <laughs> uh, it is an outdoor arena, everyone. So you will get <laughs> some certain funny. smells uh, that would come up and not... This is not a PED drug test. This right. would be for something else. So, um I just yeah.
1: I'm really shocked that after that round where Vargas only landed like 11 punches yeah. that he came back the way he did.
0: Yeah, and I believe that I that was believe insane. that was round 8 where he it looked like he might be fading. Yep. He comes back and on my card I had him winning the next two mm-hmm. and then I had him losing the last two. I don't know how how you had it, but I had it I had the fight even I had after one and 10. One. And, and so many people had it right there. Even after 10, let's see what the last two rounds are. So it's just, it's insane. And then our little numbers break here is uh, the total punches was 386 of 1184 for Vargas, which is 33%, and 328 of 939 for Salido, which is 35%. Funny thing is, Salido uh, threw 100, just over 100 shots that weren't power shots, That's insane. So he he threw, you know, I don't know, I don't know. That's that's a jab or that's a straight. That's not considered a power shot. He is the lowest percentage that Jim Lampley said of any uh, important fighter, any relevant fighter. That's the lowest percentage consistently of non power shots. I mean, he just that's how you know this guy is gonna just have a close fight and slug it out every time. I just felt bad for him. I saw him. Backstage with his kid, and really? he was like waiting for his car, Aww. and it felt bad because I'm like, well, if you're gonna get a draw, can one judge just can can you and I be the judges be in your favor? Yeah. Right,
1: exactly. And
0: it's and you see you see someone spill their guts literally.
1: Yes, and, and especially uh, in that last round. Yes, I I got nervous because I well I got I didn't get nervous I got excited I got anxious because we were I kept asking you oh is there a knockout is there a knockout and I thought when he went after it I was like oh he might knock him out. But a few times that happened throughout the whole fight. But in that round, that's it too. For this fight specifically to be one of the better ones and possibly one of the best this year is because, you know, we've seen a couple of fights where these guys just try and like get through the 12. They don't really try and go after the knockout, or maybe they can't in certain fights we've watched. But these guys, they were going after it, those, you know, here and there, but definitely in that last round.
0: Oh, they were spent. And Absolutely, Max, yeah, Max said the same thing you were saying. But that.
1: they still went for it, yeah. you know. Yeah,
0: so. they, they awesome. put everything in the twelfth round. Yeah. every round. That's that's the one fight, except for round one. I think every round looked like a twelfth round, mm-hmm. and then it, it wears you out as a viewer. Yeah. Um, and if you watch it twice, it especially does. Yeah,
1: I can imagine.
0: So we move on from these two, and uh, like I said earlier, Vasily. That's the way that Jim Lampley says it. Vasily Lomachenko was in the crowd. And there's all these possibilities of who could fight who. And, and Vargas is the 130-pound champ. I don't know where you go because Vargas is on this little bit of a slope right now. He's had two brutal fights in a row, but now he's become kind of a star. Mm-hmm. And he could become a guy who is just in these brutal fights and wins and loses and wins and loses, but he's still undefeated. So he has a chance to become a star for a long period of time. But if his eyes keep getting torn up Oof. like they were, yeah. it's trouble. I've seen fighters, they just fall off the map because they get cut every fight and they have to stop it. He needs to be careful and might have to take a little time off. Um, But I could easily see a second fight with Takashi Mura from like the fight of the year Mm -hmm. last year. Another fight with Salido. Mm -hmm. Um, My dream fight would be Leo Santa Cruz, who's contracted the Showtime. That would be a great fight, but that's a a reach. (laughs) And then also Vasil Lomachenko, who was in the crowd. There's it's fun now because now you're seeing a lot of possibilities with the guys that are 126, 130, you know, 134. Right, and it's fun because it's not just welterweights and and middleweights. It's it's crazy, and I think boxing is starting to peak with a ton of different weight classes. So um, there's a lot of possibilities there, and with Salido, definitely another Vargas fight. Lomachenko because he beat Lomachenko before, so he wants revenge for that fight. And then I also just threw in Santa Cruz. If, <laughs> if Leo wants to sign with HBO, want we'd love this, to see yeah, that. To or uh, vice versa with uh, with, her, with Showtime. So, um, did you have any final thoughts on that fight, Andrea? Like, uh, what? Just
1: I, no. I mean, it was awesome. I did like the fact that you know. Here's the thing. I like you said. You want you wish Salido actually had somebody, you know, score him as the winner. I'm glad that with the draw, because I think it was Kellerman, too, who was saying that even if he loses, he put so much into this fight that as a a boxer, you shouldn't just be counted down and counted out if you lose a fight like this, that you should have an opportunity to, you know, fight the next guy and and kind of win that back. And people will want to watch it no matter what, especially someone like Salido, who put. Everything into this fight, so I'm gonna leave us with that. That I do agree with that, and whatever the best fight is next for him, I hope he gets it and we get to see him again like that, you know. And I think the draw helps him with that versus Vargas winning, especially if nobody's gonna say that Lito won. So, you know.
0: Yeah, it's that's a great point. I w- I forgot that Max and well and Roy both talked about right. that point.
1: Roy Jones, I freaking love him.
0: He's great just he, he's listening just the way he
1: talks about it I die
0: yeah they go in the ninth round I think max said I think Vargas is trying to figure out something with salito and Roy said well it's the ninth round you better <laughs> he already, better, you better already know had
1: it figured out
0: <laughs> before yeah. going
1: into the fight before round one
0: yeah you better know or at least in the first half of the fight <laughs> yeah and so it's I, the, the, these trio of announcers are very good um it was a great night and I agree with you that salito's like the consummate he gains when he loses. He's like the ultimate B plus fighter. He's won a title <laughs> a few times, but he's just he'll give any great fighter or good fighter a hell of a fight yeah. all night. And you don't get a lot of those those fighters. And so he I think this is a guy that's gonna be on HBO whenever he wants to be on, as long as hmm. they pair him up with someone that's you know, that also likes to throw bombs. So or anyone in the top ten. It's like, oh, Orlando Salido. His name's always floated around there.
1: But that's great. I mean, wouldn't you he be should. happy with a career like that? Yes. Like HBO wanting you yes, on. Yes. But okay. man,
0: every every, you know, five, six months, god, taking, it's a lot. taking taking three hundred and nine punches <sighs> to the head. I can't. Just to the head.
1: No. So his poor wife.
0: <laughs> oh god, yeah, they it's showed her crazy. in the crowd. But he had a great story about walking into this country yes. and paying the coyotes Coyote? three thousand like, dollars what? to get his wife across and so
1: that's insane.
0: That's the great thing about boxing too. You, there's the stories are, in my opinion, so much better and more interesting than a lot of other team sports. I'm not yeah. saying that. No, I hear you. But there's just so much more poverty and mm-hmm. and just you know, overcoming Grassroots. the odds. It's just it, it's great. And so agreed. And it's amazing. The fans loved it last night. Skilled mayhem is what uh, <laughs> <Yes>. Jim Lampley <Webley laughs> called it, which I love that. So um, we'll move on to the undercard briefly. Um, Before we talk about the greatest of all time, so let's roll some highlights from Ramirez versus Lopez from last night This was uh, the crowd was into this one too because a lot of these guys are local and train locally So there's Ramirez. There's Lopez and this was a 10 rounder. I had this fight scored 96 94 for Lopez who's in the black trunks Uh, Ramirez in the white trunks if you're watching with us but all Lopez had Damn. to do was, I know, all Lopez, there they are connecting at the same time if you're listening to us on iTunes, um, all Lopez had to do was keep the distance. He was a little taller, a little rangier, and when he kept the distance, he would win rounds. Really? But he got sucked into Ramirez's fight.
1: I like to get to see what it looked like in the daytime.
0: Yeah, that was kind of uh, the twilight there, and nice. then there was a fight just before where there was half and half but uh i that was a really bad judges de- decision i i thought lopez won the fight barely yeah but a few judges had it 8 rounds to 2 and that's just a problem that we have in we continue to have in boxing <laughs> when you have press row and you talk to people and you hear yeah 6 to 4 5 to 5 6 to 4 and then you hear the judges and you hear 8 to and you go well what the hell is that all about what it, were you it, watching yeah what were you watching and it, it makes you cuz we love this sport, and you just want to see legitimacy with with judging. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not saying it was, I mean the right guy won on my card, so it's not a you know a crazy. But situation. it wasn't
1: as much of a blowout as that depicts. No, that scoring depicts close? no. Because no. if you didn't no. see it and you weren't there, like Jared Gilkerson, um, then you you know you may not understand what really happened by just the scorecard. So yeah, yeah, it's
0: it's. it's I hear you. One of the biggest problems in the sport. I don't know if it ever gets fixed. And maybe it adds, I don't know why, in some crazy world it adds charm to the sport. It's really <laughs> weird. Just bad decisions are part of the charm of boxing. Yeah. I don't know. Fans would understand. And and uh, so that's it. But uh, we definitely have a, a huge issue on the show. We want to get into it. Because the show wouldn't be complete. Oh, yeah. Without talking about the passing of Muhammad the great, Ali. The greatest. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm really excited that we have this opportunity to talk about him because when he passed last week, I, or this week, this past week, I thought about it and I was, you know, all of those thoughts and feelings. And then I was like, oh my gosh, we have the boxing show this week. I'm so happy that this coordinated, not that I'm happy that he passed. No, just so you Please get a, you do, get a do not platform. misconstrue that. Yes, but that is exactly what you said. So yeah. please take it away. Go ahead.
0: Oh, uh, well. There's like as as we as uh, our lovely engineer Mark will will show on the screen. Just we have some
1: look at that great
0: pictures that. of Muhammad Ali that will uh, show the viewers. Just uh, had the same was that in New York there. Mm-hmm. It's, um, and you know, there's a lot to be said because I've met people over the years that are um, that hate that didn't like him mm-hmm. and and people that loved him. But that he was really polarizing. So. Um, So here's my thoughts on Muhammad Ali. I just wanted to get into it. So I was born a few years after his last professional fight in 1981. So, uh, and his voicing of social change in the United States was long before I got here. So I'm not going to say that those things he did affected me Mm -hmm. deeply like they did others that were, you know, his age or, or like we saw with Jim Lampley last night. And Ali, to me, was simply the best. He was the greatest of all time. I say that because, yes, most others do, and because I've gone back and watched the fights. He was truly a special fighter. You know, Every time that someone said he couldn't win a fight, he would win a fight. This is impossible. Like Max Kellerman said last night, he would win. He would overcome the odds. Um, since I became a boxing fan in the late 90s, he was a fixture in the sport. He was a godlike person that every fighter looked up to and, and loved. Um, He was renowned as the greatest of all time by almost everyone, and he was alive. He was around, and now he's not. Mm. Um, The king of the sport is no longer with us. It's not shocking or surprising. It just sucks, and it's really sad. Uh, The biggest star in boxing and the most famous athlete, in my opinion, and many others of all time has died, and it's a huge loss. He was unique. No athlete before or after him has had the effect on people like he did. He stood up for racial and social issues that no other athlete has ever done before or since. And today's athletes are too worried about their brand to speak up and take a a three-and-a-half-year absence from something they love and something they're the best at. So love him or hate him, he made you think, and we probably won't see that type of athlete ever again. That's it. Nice, Jared. So... We yeah. all have had time to, you know, he passed on Friday and it's Sunday. Mm-hmm. We've all had time to kind of like put our thoughts and go, okay, like what, you know, what does this mean? Because no. it wasn't shocking. No. Like it wasn't, no. you, he was, he was ill and you, you weren't surprised, but you were just sad. So Andrea, what, what are some of your thoughts? On, I'll
1: bet you many, so many, you want to talk the word millennials, how many kids don't even know that he was still alive. I'll bet you that. No way. Yes, I I will. But um, to say, well, because of, you know, them hearing about how basically, you know, even our age, like him living with the disease, you didn't know about him so much as the boxer. So that all being said, and I know a lot of like social media is bringing up the draft and stuff. And it's like a lot unless you are um, Jim Lampley's age or, you know, our parents age, you don't have a right to comment on it. That's how I feel, because you weren't there, you have no idea. Um, What I will say about Muhammad Ali from what I do know about him, um, and it's funny, I told you, I just rewatched Ali, the movie, just like for a little inspiration. Yeah, was, um, I think he is an inspiration. You know, I think nobody can argue that. I think the idea that he did what he did by reaching so many in the world as a boxer, like I said before, an individual sport, a solo sport, You know, they have their teams, they have the people behind them, but it's just one-on-one, mano a mano, in the ring. And I think that is what speaks volumes about the person he was and the athlete he was. Anybody else who's part of a team, or like you said, uh, is out there in these sports nowadays, there's so much money behind it that that's really what drives it. And And we often talk about that with HBO and Showtime for boxing specifically. But I think back then, you know, he, even if he said something that might have been a flip of the switch, like this is his reaction, you can't say he didn't stand by it. He stood by his beliefs, he stood by what he thought that was just being true to himself. He said a lot, this is the, I'm my own man, you do not run me. And I agree with that as well. And I just thought that was really motivating, if you take anything from the kind of person he was, and inspirational. And he also didn't aim to hurt anybody else. You know what I mean? He never tried obviously, aside from in the ring, but that's just to win and be the greatest. But, you know, outside of that, it's not like that was his motive. He just wanted you to know this is who I am and let me be who I am. And I think that inspiration is the perfect word for him. And uh, he will be missed by many. He reached people across platforms, athletes across platforms and just people worldwide. So he was special. There's no doubt about that. Um. I have a big question for you because you said you don't think we'll see another athlete like that. But do you think there is a chance of somebody that's alive right now and in the media right now that could be the next Muhammad Ali?
0: No, <laughs> no. Uh, he was. It was a situation of timing as well. There's not. There there are big social issues, mm-hmm. but there is not something as big that was happening in the late '60s at the time, right? And so it's not the fault completely of the athlete. I mean, I'm not going to fault an athlete for wanting to play and not. Right. But this was just perfect timing and he was a, a different kind of person. So, in his mid 20s,
1: I agree. Takes a it's break. A, I mean, that's a good answer. I, I, you, who knows on a level that would even relate to what he did or who he was, right? With these days where you can put a tweet out as to your beliefs and then if your PR team likes it or not, you. You know retract it or you leave it out there and then it's forgotten amongst a sea of social media so who knows these days yeah. but you know he was who he was i'm glad that uh, i mean i obviously didn't know him you didn't know him but like we knew about him and i think that's what makes our lives special and so you know it's it's sad yeah it's it's, a it's passing. it
0: really sucks uh for for everyone and boxing fans, because it's it a part so of close. history. Oh. And
1: that's what's so awesome. Yeah. He's a part of history.
0: Watch the eight minute piece that HBO did yeah, after it was the great. fights on Saturday. It was great. Um, and always, it was narrated by the great, um, shoot, now his name's blanking, Liv, Liev Schreiber. Schreiber. Oh,
1: I, that's who it was. Yeah, he does I was them all. trying to picture that. Yes.
0: He's perfect. He's great. Great piece. And just last thought, because I wanted to circle back, yeah. was Max Kellerman putting a bow on this whole thing last night saying, all of this wouldn't have been possible, because we're boxing fans, all of this wouldn't have been possible, him being a large voice socially, politically, in the Vietnam War and everything, was that he was an amazing fighter. Mm-hmm. He overcame every odd in the ring, every every obstacle in the ring, he overcame that. You're going to lose against Foreman, you're going to lose against Liston, you're going to lose against Frazier, and he, he would win. Mm-hmm. Um So he overcame that in the ring and then that gave him that platform to become the person he was. So, um, you know, we say so much about him socially and you're going, oh, yeah, he is. He was an amazing fighter. He's an amazing boxer, amazing athlete.
1: I mean, and do you know, I mean, I don't know if this is going to stir controversy, but he was married four times. I did not know that. Okay. That's crazy. And that's not like crazy, crazy. Like I looked it up because of how actually watching the movie reminded me of that fact. And so it's like, listen, he even said, you know, about him being Muslim and and his religion and practicing it and how they um, said that he wasn't allowed to practice the religion. And he was like, I never stopped. But, you know, he he even said he wasn't the most faithful man the way that he should have been like that. And so even criticizing, you know, religiously or um, I I don't know – what would you call someone who was married four times? Like who knows? You don't know someone's life. And I think people criticize everybody and scrutinize. It's not your life. You know what I mean? So we can say what we can about what we knew of him publicly, but, and that's why everybody I think loved him because that's what they knew about him. You know, but, the
0: best thing is we have a show and we can talk about it. There you go. It. So and, it's and, an open and, forum. I would love to hear what
1: everybody's thoughts, the
0: listeners and the viewers of, sure. of our show, who we love, who I've had a lot of, interaction with this past week, just, um, you know, through Twitter and Instagram and just a lot of things that were said about Ali and it's, it's sparked a lot of conversation, which is great. And hopefully people listen during conversations with this, what people have struggled to do, mm-hmm. listen and and, right. and be open to changing your mind. But, uh, I w- I would love to know if you're listening or watching what you thought of Muhammad Ali in in his career you know let us know on twitter or the youtube comments and i just love to hear what people and also as a boxing fan what you thought his best fight was or his greatest win
1: oh that's a good one so just
0: what you thought of his career in general so we'd love to hear your thoughts also the thoughts from the fights on saturday and um, you know that puts a bow on it so yeah, it does. we lost the, the <laughs> we lost the greatest and it's terrible so but you know it's uh it's 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 weird. It's just weird because everyone's reacting to it like, oh my god. I mean, it's the king of the sport is, yeah. is he 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 just passed away. It's 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 a weird feeling. It's he's just it was a mainstay mm-hmm. and now he's gone. So it's it it sucks. But
1: and I, there's been I a lot of weird deaths like that this year. Not saying that his oh, death well, is weird, but a, do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. It's for each their own and your whatever genre you support and love and. Yeah. You know.
0: Hopefully we're done. 2016 should just be yeah. uh, just should be wrapped <laughs> up in that capacity. But uh, we are done here. Yes, we are. And we will be in again next week. There's a double card. There's a Showtime and HBO. Um, and I don't have the names in front of me. I believe it's Rocky Martinez versus Vasily Lomachenko. And then also Ruslan Provodnikov. So a lot more action fighters next week that we'll go over. But until then... Andrea, where can everyone find you online?
1: Twitter, yeah. Instagram? Um, everything, you guys, everything from Periscope to yeah. Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at Andy Fassano and definitely get involved in the conversation. You can hashtag us at ABTV Boxing. Thank you so much for watching. And the Mets Show. And the Mets Show, which is right. Thank you. Next after this, that's uh A B T V Mets or at A B T V Mets and at Andy Fasano too.
0: Yeah. Be sure to watch it, everyone. It's Thanks. a good show. It's a great show. We do we do we're diving into all kinds of sports now here at After Buzz. I'm Jared Gilkerson. That's at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter. And I'm finally on Instagram. It's just J- I know. I've been running the After Buzz, mean, uh, the Tomorrow Show Instagram, and then I was like, you know what, I should probably get on this. Do it. So I'm on now. That's it's my just favorite. Jared Gilkerson on Instagram. Also on Snapchat. Yeah. Okay, I was Snapchatting a few things from last night. Uh, oh I gotta fight. check that
1: out. Yeah, We're I, I new you, friends. It's, uh,
0: if you see one picture of donuts and then a picture of the boxing ring, it's because I, I was angry because my donut shop ran out of donuts on National Donut Day. <laughs> Don't get me started. Amazing, But uh, it's a bit crazy. So uh, until next week, we'll see you all later.
1: Yeah. Bye, guys. Thanks.
0: From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network.